And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. I love me, and I love my little boy, Adrian, and I love our guest today. It is the one and only, the only and one, the king of pickleball, Mr. Rob Sperry. Are you excited enough about it? I'm so excited for it. Now we want him to come to town. <laughs> I told him I want to sign up. I, I, that's my number one goal is to be in the first pupil in the Rob Sperry School of Pickleball. Yeah. So hello, Rob Sperry. How are you, buddy? a little uncomfortable being called the king of pickleball. I'm still a rookie. Well, you're such an athlete. And who was it? Robert McFarland. Can I tell a fast story about Robert McFarland real, McFadden real quickly? I can't believe I pronounced his name wrong. So McFadden calls me in the middle of the night on the Friday night and says, I need $12 million. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, I need $12 million. I go, for what? He goes, I'm in a real estate deal and it's going to crater. And if I don't get $12 million next week, I'm in trouble. And I go, well, Rob, I like have $12. He goes, I know, but you know somebody. I go, I don't know anybody like with money like that. He said, yes, you do. So I said, okay, send me a one page report on the deal. And he said, okay, I'll do it. So he sends me a one page report on the deal. And he's such a nice guy. And it's going somewhere because he told me about you. So this whole thing goes to you. So that's why I'm telling the story. So by the time it's over, he sends me a one page deal. And I look at it and I kind of understand it. So I send it to a zillionaire I know that uh, is in real estate, right? And he goes, Monday morning, I get a call from the guy. He goes, this deal's in Park City, Utah, Tom. I go, yeah. He goes, my attorney and my real estate partner is there. I go, yeah. He goes, yeah. So I go, well, that's interesting. Why don't I hook you guys up? He said, fine. I'll make the call is what I said. And I called and asked Rob McFadden two questions. Number one, can you send me some more information on this? And number two, how much money do I make if we get the deal done? So he gave me this outrageous number of how much money I would make. And I forgot about it. And last week, guess what happened? They did the deal and McFadden sent me the money. Wow. But in the middle, can you believe it? He never broke his word. He never tried, you know, because it, it, it was from pie in the sky out here to reality right here. And that's a huge difference of bad memory. And he never, ever flinched. So I, that's a testimony to all you people out there that think you're a network marketer. No, you are a contact mapper. You are building a database of names. Some people aren't contact guy. That real estate guy is not a network marketer, but I know him. And that's all I want you guys to do is think from there. You know so many people and the more information that you map about them, the more power you have in the world over the years. That was not supposed to happen. So here comes the guy from Monavi. What's his name? That was, was the president of Monavi. Which one? You know the owner. Oh, Dallin? Dallin Larson has a sister. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, it wasn't his sister. It was probably his ex-wife, Beth. His ex-wife. What was her name? Bev. Beth. Beth Larson. I yeah. have no memory. Unless I have my app, I have no ah. memory. It, we well, my dad crazy. just tells everybody what's his name or what's her name. And he says, yeah, that everybody. So, that so here we are. So here we are, this story that will never end to waste all this radio time. But it's an important story. So then this they come to the house to try to make sure this deal's coming together. And she starts telling me about you and your family and your brothers and your sisters and your mom and your dad and your rich heritage in Utah in tennis and family and how good you really are, of which I had no idea. 
So she's like your biggest fan on the planet that you don't even know about. And she was the one that was telling me what a rock star human being and family man and tennis player you are. So that's how that whole story about Rob McFadden or McFarland or whatever his name is came full circle. Look it up okay. and see how you pronounce his name. So how do you beat that? Is that cool enough, Rob? Hey, I love it. It's all about trust. And like you always do, I mean, you're always reaching out to people. It's just taking care of people. I mean, I think in the last, in the last week, I've had four just insane conversations with people that have nothing to do with network marketing that just gave me like, Hey, I want to do this with you. I want to do that with you. I'm going to include you in this huge business or this huge investment deal. And I'm like, what is happening? It's just crazy how it compounds it's the whole you know as, as your guy says is isn't it uh harvey mckay says you know build your well before you're thirsty or i like Amen. to say build your ark before it rains it's true yeah. true harvey, harvey's our buddy carla neil pierce we love you unbelievable woman if you guys don't know who she is she is an absolute rock star of epic proportion i just talked to her for 30 minutes she's doing you, well. right? she's coming on she's, strong energy's coming back she's coming to dubai she says she's we're not never giving me three minutes and you got 30 she owes me 27 that's <laughs> unbelievable i can't believe you got 30 minutes with her the only reason i was able to even get close to her was because old people don't sleep and i'd go into at two o'clock in the morning I'd be there for her clubhouse lives when she was training her teams and I'd pop in there and I actually got to hear her. But, you know, we are the luckiest people in the world to get to meet all these extraordinary people. And you have done such an unbelievable job of gathering them up. And we've had strong conversation about your motives and your talents. And I'll never forget we were there. Ted Knighton had a big contest and I thought that we were, I had a guy that I, I had a horse in the race for tr best trainer in network marketing. And I had a horse in the race and this horse, I'm just whipping him. I am whipping him and we're so far ahead of everybody to win Ted Knighton's nothing award. <clears throat> and all of a sudden from the distance, here came this horse and it went by us about a quarter pull, half, three quarters of the way. It looked like we were standing still. Rob Sperry won that thing by 15 miles because he's got so much influence across this entire profession. It's unbelievable. And I just wanted to acknowledge you for that too publicly. And pretty quick, we're going to actually let you talk on this show. What do you think? It seems like a pretty novel idea. Okay. Take it away, baby. <laughs> well, I still remember when you reached out and called me and it was amazing. I, I heard congrats. F-bomb, 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 congrats, F-bomb, 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 congrats. And it was, uh, and then it was just like, hey, mad respect. And it was so fun. But now you, you guys have both been really awesome. You guys are so good at always asking questions. Every time when I talk with someone, my goal is always to listen more and talk less when you're in a private conversation, right? Interviews, I know can, you never know which direction it's going to go, but private conversation and Every single time I talk to you guys, the end of the conversation, I'm like, crap, I lost. Like, I talked more. They, like, they beat me to it. They ask questions first. And it's, uh, it's just such an important concept. One of the things I always teach is successful people just do the basics better. And I, I've taught that for over a decade. But I don't know, the last two weeks, it's really hit home more because I'm watching my favorite football team several weeks ago lose. And it came down to simple things like too many penalties. Simple things like can't block, offensive line can't block at all. 
simple things like a couple missed catches, right? The wide receivers could have made. Same thing in basketball. Same thing in tennis is I'm coaching tennis now five months of the year. I'm coaching my, my son and daughter's high school tennis teams, which has been super fun. It's like, oh, they double faulted too much. or They need to get three balls in the tennis court. And it's the same thing in network marketing and life is a lot of times we go for the elaborate, crazy strategies, which are fun. I teach some of those as well, but it always comes back to, can you do the basics better? Can you make the mundane and boring exciting, right? Because sometimes let's be honest, it's not, it's boring. It's like, oh, I got to reach out to new people. I got to stay in contact with people. I got to. And so doing those things and mastering those basics is, is not always easy. And I know I get that, you know, standard, you know, call and text from, uh, from Tom, all the time, right? If just he's just being a good human being and staying in touch, which by the way, I got a post that's already scheduled going out and I, I'm giving you a shout out in it because in, in it, it's called the textrovert. And a textrovert is the person that doesn't want a phone call. They only want to text. And in it, I'm like, unless it's Tom Chanel, <laughs> then I want to call. Everyone else, text me. So I put there that you in well, like I'll talk to Carla for, you know, most people two minutes. Carla, I'll talk to her forever. My, my peeps that come to my masterminds, I don't know. I like talking to them forever. They're just friends now, you know? But uh, I just think successful people just do the base, basics better. Coming back to those things. Tyrika, what's happening? She's coming to Dubai as well. So we got Dubai in the house here. Dubai's going to be crazy. I'm going to go to that. Uh, my wife's not going. So that's going to be interesting. So I, uh, yeah, she's not. Yeah, Adrian should go. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so, yeah, like skydiving. Yeah, we're excited about that. The yacht, the skydiving, all the stuff you're going to be doing. But Rob, here's the deal. I know you pretty well. And I know that you're as introverted as they come. And I know you have mastered hiding in plain sight. And I don't think you have got a monopoly on that. I think most of us are scared to death. And most of us don't know how to pull off what you did. But it is an epic accomplishment that you have branded yourself in a business where you are literally one of the voices of integrity and training in this profession. And you are absolutely not that guy out there blowing your own horn. How did you do that and why? Man, it was tough. I mean, you, I think you know, don't know him well, but the guy that mentored me in this profession is uh, Lon Wardrop. And he's probably the strongest type A person I've ever met. I mean, if you put 100 type A personalities in the room, he'd, he'd probably be the biggest, and I'm saying this out of love, the biggest bully out of them all. And so when I started, it was complete opposite of my style and personality. At the beginning, I confused principles and techniques, meaning I thought I had to say what he said. That's the technique. The principle was the world loves boldness. It makes people curious. It's contagious. And once I learned the principle, I started applying it to my own style, my own personality. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be, try to be like these people. I'm not going to be the person that yells, right? I'm going to figure out what's the bold version of me. And once I figured that out, it did take time to fine tune and dial in and start feeling more comfortable as I was doing things. But it helped tremendously when I learned the difference between principles and techniques. And that's where everybody gets confused in network marketing, especially with duplication. They think, oh, so-and-so said it like this, or so-and-so is the direct message. I, I can't wait, I have to message him directly. Or so-and-so said, I've got to wait for three messages, right? That's the technique. The principle is making those new invites. And that helped me out as I went. And then I realized that people love you for you, not for trying to be somebody different. So how can I 
better show that people like that. I'm naturally more soft-spoken and I'm naturally more reserved and that, you know, they like that I'm, I'm trustworthy and that I'm a collaborator and, and they like that, you know, I'm willing to listen. Uh, those are some of my strengths. Yeah. Some of my weaknesses is I was naturally a little more quiet and had to find a way to be the, the louder soft-spoken me, right? I'm not going to yell or be different. And so I, I really focused on doubling down on my strengths and I focused more on my strengths than my weaknesses. My weaknesses, I said, okay, I'm going to try to constantly, you know, subtly improve those, but I'm going to double down on my strengths. I am who I am. And when I started feeling more comfortable in that and with that and sharing that with people is when I felt like I had more success. And I know we've heard that a million times, but think of the people you connect with the most on social media or, or influencers and people like that. It's the people that always, the word I hear is they're so authentic. They're so authentic. And I know it's an overused word. But really, that's the case. And so we think that our, our vulnerabilities and our weaknesses and all those things are the things that hold us back. But in reality, I feel like we should be selling our weaknesses and what we're, how we're working on those, as well as doubling down on our strengths. And so it, right, it's let's a take a, let's take a fast selling. break before I get fired. We'll be back right after this. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We're back. Oh, well, that segment went so fast because he wouldn't stop talking about himself. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> no, you're... The seven-minute the seven minute intro on the 11-minute segment. That was a little bit bad. So sorry about that. <laughs> Everybody that wants a refund, just call us for call the refund department. <laughs> Unbelievable. Rob, I, I, I want to pick on what you were talking about, and we'll, we'll kind of pick – we'll take that thread and pick it back up on the other side of the show. But I, I think there's a piece in there that – you do exceptionally well that I think is one of your strengths. And that is that you, you hit on that word collaborate, right? You're really good. You don't have to have the spotlight. In fact, maybe you would argue you don't want the spotlight, but you're really good at getting people together and getting them to want to work with you, even though you're not the big upfront spotlight guy. How have you navigated that and learned to do that in relationships? Yeah, like I said, everybody's different. Uh, my greatest strength is uh, I'm a connector. And I know that's what Tom does extremely well. And because of that, I just look at it, if that's my greatest strength, I have to be secure enough when I'm bringing people together that, you know what, someone may be better presenting. In fact, they probably are better presenting at this topic or that topic or that topic. And so if I can be the person that I'm going to have my own unique topics that I feel like I can train better than anyone else on, but the topics I can't, why would I not have other people train or talk or speak or interview them? Because that doesn't that create a better event or live or whatever it is, right? And I also, the secret sauce to that is everyone comes to whether it's a mastermind or live or, you know, radio show. I'm the one that's learning the most. I learn the most. I really, I'm not just saying that I learn the most from my own masterminds, even though I'm the one that's coaching and moderating. So I look at it as I'm focused on the overall experience. And if that's there, great. And if people don't like that style, I'm not a fit for them. If I try to be everything to everyone, I'll be nothing to no one. And as I've learned that that's made a tremendous difference as well. That's really cool. And, and I think you're right. I think being, it takes, secure you know you have to be secure in who you are to allow that to happen and i think that comes back to what we were talking about just before the break of you know i have to i have to be okay that i'm not going to be 
the best at everything and let other people shine and be able to shine in my own way. And for you, you know, that collaboration piece, that bringing people together powerfully has been one of the things that I, I think you're known for out there. And people want to work with you because it's not, you know, for, for a host of reasons. But one of them, I think, is that it isn't just the cult of Rob Sperry and that that's that it's everything has to be all about you. You create this kind of rising tide thing. And I think especially for those of us who really identify as introverts, there's a lesson in there that you you learning how to play your game, play play it the strongest way you can based on the way that you're wired, based on what makes you happy and learning how to live that way is something that is, is a really important leadership concept. And it's an important connection concept because it's allowing you to do that. And so when Rob talks about my dad being this amazing connector, Rob is amazing connector. They do it because they're thinking about how to put people together and you have to have a method to do that in order to be successful doing it. And that's really what contact mapping is about. So go check out contactmapping.com slash app. And we're coming back to the show. And we're back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We've got Rob Sperry with us. And this guy is the best. And if you haven't been to one of his masters, if you haven't read one of his 500 books, you're out of your mind. If you haven't been to one of his masterminds, I'm telling you, he rents mansions. He does it so well. He's got a complete culture built into it. And these loyal raving fans that keep going time and time again. And I was talking to somebody that's very jealous about that, about his success the other day. And we were talking about the success of the people that go to the masterminds. It is breathtaking what you've done with people. Talk about what a mastermind even is and some of the success stories that you've gotten out of those things, Rob, because it's unbelievable. Yeah, I remember reading the book, Think and Grow Rich, and how Napoleon Hill started talking about masterminds. And I started doing further research, and he started doing invisible masterminds, meaning with people that weren't alive, like famous people like Abraham Lincoln. And he said he had to stop doing it because he started feeling like he was going crazy as he was talking out loud to them, right? And then he was envisioning what they would say back, but he said it was one of the top keys to his success. So I looked at it as most people don't know this right now I'm sitting down. So everybody thinks I'm short. I don't know why when I meet everyone, they're like, I thought you were short. I'm six one. Um, that may or may not be with shoes on. It doesn't matter. I'm six one guys round up. So I'm six one. Don't challenge it. And with me being six one, I, I, grew up, I, I grew up the little guy. Okay. I was the guy that I was one of the shortest when I was in eighth grade. In ninth grade, I started growing between eighth and ninth, and then finally started. I grew really, really late. And growing up as a little guy, the way that I won being so soft spoken and being introverted and being shy naturally was collaboration. It was always just surrounding myself with the right people. So it was like I was doing a variation of masterminds and everything that I did, always without knowing it. That's how I won was surrounding myself with other people. So I started doing it prior to network marketing. And then when I started network marketing, I started doing it with people outside of network marketing. And then I started doing it with people inside of network marketing. Just We just meet and just chat and learn different things. And so when I started coaching, I thought, you know what? This is my thing. This is what I love doing. So why not bring people together? And so the very first one, I, I uh, brought people together. You got to start somewhere. But I brought everybody together, meaning top earners and non-top earners. And it was a little more difficult without having a theme. And so I started separating 
having the breakthrough, which is mindset. And that actually has top earners as well. But because the theme is mindset, they love it because it's focusing on all the basics. And then I do my top earner one as well. And, and the experience has been phenomenal. I mean, I saw one gal go from she never made more than 5000 a month and she got her check over to over $40,000 a month. Um, another barely over six figures a year that became a million dollar earner. I mean, just on and on and on with, with people and their stories. And, and even if I'm a small percentage of that, even if I'm 1%, it's just, it's fun to see that growth and fun to see people have, it's like, what was that show called where you can have a lifeline, you know, where you play that show and you call and you be a millionaire. Yeah. So it's like they have they have lifelines from all different companies. Do you know what I mean? Even if you're not ready, Tom, that idea you gave me, I'm not ready for it. Well, six months later, they reach out to Tom, let alone the content during and the breakthroughs. It's like a convention on master on steroids. They reach out to, hey, Tom, you know the thing you were talking about? I saw you're doing this. Can you help me out? You got an unlimited amount of lifelines. So it's fine. I love it. We are a master at the mastermind. When's your next one? Who can go? And when's your next one? Who can go? January 27th to the 31st is my Sundance one. Everyone can apply and go to that one. Um, and then the one after that is the Dubai one, which is February 23rd. That you have to be a six-figure annual earner minimum. Um, we'll have about 50, I think we'll have more, but 50, six, seven, and eight-figure earners. Tom knows the cast. I don't even want to start to list because then you know I'll miss people. But it's it's absolutely insane and i'm excited um as tom's going to be speaking at that one it's going to be out of control i'm nervous i'm telling you what i only have to lose about 85 pounds i mean there's a million things i have to do between here and there uh it's going to be exciting but you know what to be able to hang around with rob sperry and fraser brooks and those two are two peas in a pod and if you haven't registered for fraser books brooks big event starting friday you're out of your mind. It's a $59 ticket. And I don't, I know we, I'm sure we don't even have a link yet, but we'll try to figure one out during the break. But Fraser Brooks is a rock star. You two's, you two are two peas in a pod. I went down to Australia and spoke with you guys. That was more fun. My wife didn't go again. So I got to just hang with them. And these guys are kids and just alive and not doing stupid stuff. Just being good human being guys. It was unbelievable. And I just want to I want to thank you for including me in that club because it kind of helped launch contact mapping in our career again yet one more time. Having friends like Fraser Books and Rob Sperry, people that are true generic trainers without any agenda except to feed their own family and help you feed yours is so refreshing and wonderful. We're going to come back to the show right now. Adrian's giving me what? Taking a break. I know. We're taking a break. I mean, whatever we're at, we'll be right back. I got confused again. I can never tell if we're on. Okay, so all of you that don't know, here's the deal about the breaks. The breaks are for the radio stations. So we're on 550 radio stations. So we have to do the body of the show. And then during the break, it gets clipped out. These breaks get clipped out and sent to, the whole show gets clipped and sent to Minnesota. Then it goes up on this big satellite and it goes out. But these commercials right here, so we talk about Cat Ritter. We talk about Chad, Chad Williams. We talk about our buddy Taylor Kirby. I mean, really, the breaks are for us to have fun. And that's what, and maybe a little plug for contact mapping, but mostly to have fun. Wouldn't you agree? Mostly plug for contact mapping. 
Okay, mostly employment. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, just kidding. Uh, and Tammy Willis and David Robertson. Oh, so good. Some pe- just really good people here. Um, and wait a second. I have to ask one more question because anything that's in my brain is going to come out of my mouth. We know that. How far away is India from Dubai? Because this little guy, I don't know how little it is. It's I'm not on. far. I mean, I don't know what that means, but I think one of, I know it's not very far because a lot of the people that actually work there when I was in Dubai this last year are from India. Okay, this guy can come, Anand, he's great. We love him, one of the, I mean, he is in the game all the time. Unbelievable guy, you gotta come Anand. I would love to meet you. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it's like two in the, it's like two in the morning. Except does he live in India or Egypt? No, in Mumbai, India. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) Mumbai's in India? It is. Okay, not bad. (laughs) I could tell by your face you weren't sure. (laughs) I'm not sure. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. So, Rob, you know, uh, it was funny actually. I was. Well, we got uh, Richard Bliss Brook that joined. Now we can talk pickleball. He's over, you know where he is? He's over at Jordan Adler's house. He was just at Jordan Adler's house in Jerome and he's busting Jordan for having a cruddy gate on his house, like on a video, like a huge video. Right? That's unbelievable. Brooke is, I have to tell you one more story. Brooke is so unstoppable. That he sent me a letter this morning from Oprah Winfrey, who said if he doesn't stop sending free books to Oprah, asking to be on the show, she's going to have him arrested. So he's he sends her a book all the time, and they finally just said they finally have like fifty of them in the storeroom. And they said, "Would you tell this guy that if he sends one more book, we're throwing him in the clink?" But he got Seth Gooden on his show, so I'm extremely jealous of that. That was a lie. I, I somebody put it in the comments. I thought it was true, and I was all shook up, but. Richard Brooke is just as much of a loser as I am. So that's unbelievable. We can't get the guy on our show. So that's so sad. I was all jealous that I was more of a loser than him, but we're tied. So how's this commercial working for you? Just about, about as expected. Holy <laughs> Adrian, how do you keep your train of thought in between I, all this? It's a, it is the, you know, those, the Amtrak horror stories where the train just goes off the rails. That's, that's this right now so <laughs> kathleen oh, Kander, don't forget don't forget don't forget don't forget yeah so rob this cat ritter on here is kathleen cavender she's she's married to that unbelievably handsome actor and she's a big network marketer so she got married and changed her name first first name last name her look everything so when you see cat ritter that's her now know, and she's a beginning so yeah we love cat she's awesome she's a beast spokane washington yep all right. Well, you were pretty much killed that the commercial. One, so you might as well. You okay. So let's, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you one more story. Let me think of one to tell you. There's a lot of leaders on here. And all you leaders wonder why your teams don't follow up with people. And I know that's a big problem for you. And it's because you suck at follow up. <laughs> you are teaching them to suck at follow up. And I promise you it's true because I know you and I try to get hold of you. And I would love to say some names of some people that are icons in network marketing that are so bad. It's I cannot believe you're even successful. So drop the ego, amigo, and hook up with Adrian and go to contactmapping.com forward slash app. And we'll send you all the information. And we won't even tell anybody that you don't know what you're doing when it comes to follow up and you've just kind of winged it because yellow stickies are absolutely passe. Excel spreadsheets, all that other garbage doesn't work. Get with him 
it will change your life. Can I can I talk about that? I do. Be off the commercial. That was the that was the best commercial ever, and I can't did it. I had to prove myself to my little boy. That's I know. Can I piggyback? Oh, we're coming back to the show right now. Don't move. Good. Can I piggyback on that? Yeah. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault, Rob Sperry, Adrian Chenault, contactmapping.com. And we're talking to Rob, who is unbelievable. Uh, Richard Brooke and he, I mean, have collaborated in conversation, endorsing some stuff that Rob's done. Obviously, Rob wasn't born when Richard wrote his book, so he couldn't really endorse his, but he can like do the abridging things like that, kind of like the Bible or something. But fact, I, the point I make is we kind con- of, Contact mapping, a philosophy of remembering people on a regular basis. So at some point there's an ask is something that we all know we need to do. And at the highest levels of network marketing and in regular business and in family, it is by far the most abused skill that we even think we have. And Rob Sperry wants to talk about that a little bit. Well, when I first started, as we talked about, you know, how scared I was, my personality. I mean, those that know me, I was so scared that I wouldn't go to my friend's house without my younger brother, who was two years younger than me. I was so scared when I was 12 years old, I wouldn't even swing the baseball bat. So my dad threatened to ground me if I didn't swing it, swing the bat. So when I started out in network marketing, I'd overcome a lot of things, but I still had huge limiting beliefs. Cold contacting, like if you were to say, Rob, the only way you're going to make this thing work, the only way you're ever going to be successful in life is if you go talk to people, random people in the store that you've never met before. In my mind at that time, I would have said I'd rather be broke. That's how scared I was. So the way that I won is exactly what you're talking about, except for we didn't have anything contact mapping. So I didn't have the same structure, but I turned these contacts of people that I had met previously in any walk of life or that I, I newly just met. And I would make sure I stayed in contact with people. And no, it wasn't fake chit chat. Like people talk, I hate fake chit chat, right? Hey, how's the weather? Go Google it. Stop messaging me and ask me how the weather is where I'm at. Right? <laughs> like go look it up. Stupid crap like that would annoy me. But instead it's like, you see on social media, someone got married, someone had a baby, someone just traveled on vacation here. Someone said something funny. Their sports team won. Right. And so I started I started creating these this information like you're talking about, but I just had to put it in the phone because there was nothing structured. And then I would put in the calendar when to reach out to them. And I would stay in contact. Now, yes, I still had to reach out and I still had to ask people and I still had to invite people. You can't just you know reach out without doing that. But when I did both of those, what was interesting is these people that said no to me, to my business. Because I stayed in contact with them and we're not talking a lot. We're talking maybe once every two months, a quick voice message that was 20 seconds. A lot of those people ended up saying yes a year later or two years later. So I never ran out of warm contacts. I never had to go cold contact because I became such a master at really working those warm contacts and building that trust that yes, I did become the number one recruiter out of a million distributors and I did it my way uh, because I, the truth be told is I'm so scared to talk to anybody that was like a cold contact that I'm like, I'm going to be a master at this. This is my strength. And that's such an important point because I think we're all for various reasons, 
when you get started in network marketing, we're all scared, right? You're scared somebody's going to bite your head off because they're going to say it's a scam. You feel like you've burned your warm network and that you failed one too many times and no one's going to listen to you. You feel like you're too young. You don't have any credibility. You feel like you're too old. You don't have any credibility. You, like, There's some reason why you are scared that you're just not good enough. And what Rob just said is so powerful because what he did is he learned people's stories and then instead of having to be this sort of barking chihuahua following up with them and have nothing to talk about and just like you are going to annoy them because you're being annoying instead hi of, how are you yeah. <laughs> oh my word it's so bad and, and it the pattern you know i i used to try to give people the benefit of the doubt and now the pattern recognition is like it's so dialed if somebody says how are you and that's like the only thing they say to you on a cold message, block, delete, block. Like it's that, like they, it never redeems. They, they mean well, so I feel bad, but I'm just like, what, what am I supposed to respond to that? Good. You know, oh, my day was great. I had this and this, like, do you know what I mean? And that's part of what you guys are teaching as well. It's not just organization, but teaching what's common sense to one isn't common sense to another. Exactly right. And, and so what you did Rob and and we talked about this. It was actually I was I, I was going to mention this a minute ago. I was uh, I was about to or I, I was I pulled you up to give you a call to check in with you right before the show. And in the phone, it, yeah, exactly. In the phone contact because it was pre we didn't have the app yet. You and I talked when we were working on the app and we didn't even have an app yet. And I have a note in there on your contact talking about this whole progression where you you have lived contact mapping before contact mapping was a thing and we had all this commonality of of what you did but what rob did intuitively that contact mapping now gives you this roadmap to do is that you realize that you can be an introvert and you can never run out of people to talk to just by learning enough of people's story that when you reach back out to them in two months and send them a 20 second voice clip or whatever you do that they're happy to hear from you because you talk about their favorite subject, which is them. Right, Rob? hundred percent. It's uh, and what happens is you build that trust as well, where it's so much easier. People talk good about you. Uh, from there, you can get referrals as you go. Sometimes things change in life. So it's just be, this is what I'll say. Be a networker first and a network marketer second. If you can always remember that, I promise you, it's not only going to help you tremendously in your network marketing business, it's going to help you in life. Well, just imagine the concept of calling your mother. I mean, and your cousins and your aunts and your uncles. I was just, I was on the phone with Richard Brooke earlier. And my assistant, when I was in the brokerage business in 1988, I was talking to another, this whole thing went down through a progression, but by the time it ended up, Richard was just in Sedona yesterday. So I brought it up to him that she was living there now, but she hasn't worked for me for over 30 years. But I got hold of her a couple of days ago as a result of connecting some dots. And it was just like old home week. People never forget you if you won't forget them. And she or he who stays in touch the most wins. And people are so happy to hear from you, especially if you remember them. And my high school friends, my grade school friends, I'm telling you, I still talk to all of them. And when my friends are looking for one of those old friends, they call me first because I'm known for connection. 
And I like that. I don't want to be known for how smart I'm not or how good looking I'm not or how rich I'm not. I want to be known for how much I remember other human beings. And you hit the nail on the head. You want to be known for a, a, to be a networker instead of a network marketer. But I will tell you in front of that, you want to be known as a good human being whose agenda is the other person's agenda. So you're not looking at people as prospects. You're looking at them as human beings that you can serve. If you get there from here, you become Rob Sperry. Amen. All right, here, hold on. Drop the mic. <laughs> oh my God, he shook this thing and that mic almost went tumbling off the table. Really, a minute ago? No, early in the show, he, he braced himself on the table and I went, oh Lord. Here goes the mic. I've rolled so many things in this office. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, I, I love that. And people are so, again, make turn it into a game, right? If you're scared of talking to people, learn start playing the game. That's how how much can I get them talking about themselves? Because then I don't have to talk. And I was on a call earlier today with a, a coach who I I want to get onto contact mapping. And we were talking about all this stuff. And he kind of in passing, he goes, yeah, I, like I read this book, I'm rereading it. It's top five things I've read the most or watched the most in my life. Number one, and he lists off a movie, the Bible, two books and another movie. And he just, boom, 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 boom. He names these things off and they weren't, the books made sense. The movies, I was like, Black Hawk Down was the number one thing he has spent the most time with in his life. And I was like, okay, like you, like, hold on. What, why Black Hawk Down? Like, what's that about? And it was like, I could go make myself a coffee and I could go and, you know, do a couple other things. And like, I just turned this guy loose. And he told me not just about the movie, but about what it was about that thing that was meaningful to him. And that gave me an entire new insight into who this person is that if I was trying to bring him into a network marketing business, I could speak exactly into his language and exactly into his values and exactly into what he cares about in a way that no one else could because I didn't just let that pass by. I actually grabbed onto it and I asked the next question. That's what you can do. And the more introverted you are, the more scared of people you are, actually the more easy it is for you to do that because you're not so obsessed with trying to tell the next story that makes you look good. And one of the things I love people looking at me like, how did he know that? But in conversation, we all say a bunch of things that we never remember saying that nobody ever documents but me. And I remember the important stuff and I have it in my phone. And when I sit down to go, you know, Sandy Ellsberg, who's been in, you know, she's just been in the business a long time. And I still have her and John Milton Fogg, both of them. When they both had little tiny kids, I had their goals and their contact map done back way back when. And I transposed that into my contact mapping app. And now Richard Brooks' goddaughter, John Fogg's daughter, is now a nanny in New York City. And Richard just went back and saw them. And Sandy Ellsberg, little girl, who she sacrificed her life for, is now going to be a medical doctor as of next week. And those are the kind of rich things that you get if you take the time to listen, document, and remember like crazy. And then at the end of that, you end up a successful network marketer. Right, Rob? Yeah, I think I'm thinking of all the things you're saying, thinking of a different way just to say it is the ability to learn how to learn is the greatest ability one can have. So we're always trying to learn from everything. Like I said at the beginning, successful people just do the basics better. 
So the thing I was thinking about is, is one of the things I wrote about in the game and networking book is I was trying to simplify networking was the very first law I thought was actually the most important was the law of likability. Because no matter how credible someone is, if you can't stand them at all, you're not going to want to refer them. You're not going to want to do business with them. I mean, how many times have you seen people want to leave amazing from our perspective uplines because they just can't stand them. And so showing appreciation, recognizing people, asking questions, paying attention to their interests increases your likability. You're not doing it in a fake way at all that you're misinterpreting if you understand it that way. But that law of likability will open so many doors for you in so many ways. I mean, when we talked earlier about Frazier, what's one of the top things, one of the reasons why he's one of the top coaches? Yeah, he has incredible strategies and trainings and he's a social media genius. But honestly, if he were a total jerk, he would have, I think, no success. I think the secret sauce magic to him is that likable, crazy energy and how he makes everybody feel so important. Yep, we got to take a break. We're going to come back for the final segment right after this. We've got the one and only Rob Sperry. And I can't believe how many text messages I'm getting from people wanting to know about you and how to get hold of you. We'll be right back. All right. That was great. So, That's Rob, do you have a digital business card? Can you put the link in the... Uh... <laughs> I heard I heard it's rocking and rolling now. We just totally set you up for that. <laughs> okay, take it away. No, I, I I love that, and and so how do people find Rob? How do they find you, Rob? How do how do I mean, people actually find media, you, man? Rob Sperry, my name. You can find it on Instagram. So if you're on the gram, you can find it on Facebook. Rob Sperry, best place. And then as as these boys know, the game of networking is a Facebook group, fifty four thousand people. That uh, Tom, Tom will tell you, he helped me a ton, made fun of me. I took it way too seriously at the beginning, and then it exploded. Now he's like, wow, that's awesome. So it's uh, probably the most active generic group as far as collaboration goes. No question. And it's so fun to see. I think I shared this show into it. I don't, I tried. Yeah, you did. It. I saw it. Did I? Yeah. I did it. I, I actually didn't do it, but I took credit for it. Somebody did it. I told somebody to do it and prayed it would work. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So talk yeah, about your digital card. Yeah. So you're trying, you know, this likability, right? You're, you're trying to connect with people. You want to be, you want to be likable. You want, and, and to be likable is really, it's as much about being interested as it is. You know, there, there's a few people that have just this X factor, but Frazier is a great example. Frazier does have that X factor. And yet what I hear over and over again about Frazier when you go to an event is, you know, this guy seems like a total rock star. You would think he's maybe a little intimidating, maybe a little bit unapproachable. And the world stops on its axis when you talk to Frazier. He makes everyone feel so important. And that is an incredible skill. And it's, it's magnified when he's this big deal up on the stage and then he's that way. But any person who can embody that, that is so powerful. And so you're doing that. And then people are going to want to be a part of what you're up to. And how many times have you had the thing where it's like, oh, okay, well, like we should stay in touch. And you're kind of like, uh, what's your number? I'll text you or whatever. And so we just heard this so many times over and over again. And so we finally said, why don't we create the solution to that? And so we have created this thing called the digital business card 
part of contact mapping. You can create one totally for free. Uh, and if you go to contactmapping.com slash bizcard, which is up there on the screen, you can go and check it out. You can actually grab hold of Tom's and my card to see what the, like you could see an example of what it looks like. You can actually save us into your phone right from the card. So it's an amazing way to do that. And you can create one of your own. And it's just, it's the easiest, simplest, most powerful way to connect with someone new. And it's like really cool right now, but what is about to happen inside of these cards and how it becomes an, an engine for you to actually create new leads and connections. Uh, it's going to go for it. Like you ain't seen nothing yet. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. We're off to the races and the next two weeks are going to define a lot of you as far as being able to, to be a Rob Sperry, to be an Adrian Chenault, to be that person that everybody wants. You, you know, for me, I've always been such a train wreck that no one can book, you know, I'm a great place to visit, but you don't want to live here. But no one ever figured out that you really can't get rid of me because I know too many people. And the name of the game, it's worked out really well for me. And I'm not telling you you have to be a Raven maniac, but get connected and remember people. It's the best offense and defense in the world. We're coming back. We're going to go do the rest of the show, the final segment. I want to ask Rob about what he thinks the future of network marketing is right now. We'll be right back. We're going to do the whole, we're going back to the show. What? And we're back. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We've got Rob Sperry with us, which is really, really cool because the guy is really, he's one of the young rock stars at an elevated level that I can't even believe in the generic training space. And I trust him. I love him. I respect him. I value his opinion. He's been a great, great asset and ally for Adrian and I. And now I know you're you're learning a little bit about crypto a little bit. And I see all these people just out there flocking to it. And I'm scared for it mixing with network marketing. And I'm scared of a lot of things around network marketing right now with the FTC uh, talking so much about income claims and product claims and health claims. What do you think about it all, Rob? Um, I think it's a balance. I think as far as crypto goes, absolutely. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of crypto long term, um, but mixing the two is a little bit different. I look at crypto as the dot-com boom where 95% was crap and 5% was absolutely incredible. So yep. understand it. Don't invest what you can't afford to lose. And then you got to look at it more as I look at it as a long-term type investment and ride the huge highs. And then you're soon going to have a huge bear market that uh, you lose about 75% of what you put in. So you got to be a little bit aware on some of that stuff, understand the technology. Mixing the two is extremely difficult, extremely difficult from a compliance standpoint. Um, I know there are companies that feel like they've figured that out. We're not going to go into that. All it says is it's, it's extremely difficult as you go and and making things happen. And as far as regulations go, I'm probably in the middle on this. Uh, And here's why. Uh, Anytime a company gets shut down, everybody feels like every company is going to get shut down. And I feel like we we sway too much on the emotional side on both ways. And so it's like when Vima got shut down, everyone acted like that was the norm. How many companies that have done over 100 million have actually gotten shut down since Vima? I, I don't know of any. So and and so I look at it and I say on one side, I feel like we jump to conclusions like too much when they send out letters and stuff. On the other side, 
uh, I'm glad they send out letters because some of these companies, you know, and, and us distributors are idiots, right? I know I'm a coach, not a distributor anymore. I still feel like, you know, that's the heart of me where we do make false claims. And so, yeah, sometimes I feel like they are a little too strict and it's annoying, but it's important for us to control what we can control. And there's no need to make outlandish claims or anything like that. There's no need to on products or even income claims or anything like that. The truth is good enough as you're building this business. And if you want to build a sustainable business, do that. And as far as the future goes, I think it's going to be customers, 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 customers. We've seen that shift the last five years. And I actually think in large part, it's because of Amazon. Amazon upped their game with customers, which forced the network marketing profession to say, you know what, what's the value proposition, right? And so I think more and more that's going to be the name of the game of providing more value. Now, value is not just the product itself. It's the marketing to it. It's the plan in place that comes with it. Maybe it's a system, right? For example, if someone's weight loss, like what's the system that comes with it? What's the support? What's the culture? What's the community, right? And so I think more and more it's going to become that. So that's a that's a five-minute answer. I could spend probably two hours on Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think that's really important. And, and so let's talk about the customer's piece, though, in terms of absolutely you have to have value proposition. Absolutely you have to have a product that works. What's your what's your perspective on how this sort of wave and maybe even like rotation or you could argue over rotation from customers or sorry, from companies of like really pushing this customers thing down into the field? What like how do you if you're a a field leader, how do you think about that? Yeah, I think the shift has happened with a lot, but with many it still hasn't because they're thinking of quick fix. They're thinking about what's going to pay me the most this month. Whereas if you start thinking what's going to pay you the most in a year, it's going to be customers. You know, the average customer, if they order for four months, orders for years in in companies in general. I mean, that's uh, I've seen the research from a four billion dollar company. I've seen the research from a, a company that does billions a year. And whereas a distributor, you don't know, they come in with expectations of making money. And if they don't, they're out. But everyone's thinking, oh, if they get someone who gets someone who gets someone and look. You're going to sponsor more distributors when you have a great customer acquisition program because there's going to be better retention and customer acquisition, which means there's going to be a better opportunity for them to make money. So if you focus on that core there, it's going to help you out tremendously. But you can't price products to the compensation plan. You got to price them to the marketplace. Yes. And I think companies are starting to get that right. Whereas before it was like, we're going to price it to the comp plan. You can't, you can't do that. You got to price it to the marketplace. Like what I buy, and I know there's community, I know there's culture. Would I buy that product with the community and culture and everything there is if it weren't network marketing? And if the answer is yes, well, you, you got a winner, winner, chicken dinner there. If the answer is no, you're just trying to make money with the opportunity and, and the product kind of being the side of the side of the side. That's not going to work. Okay, everybody, <clears throat> this show's almost over. And here's the most important part. You got to find Rob Sperry. You need to read his books. So the game of networking on Facebook, 50,000 people, more than that. It's a really, really cool, fun group. Obviously, robsperry.com. His masterminds are epic. His ability to relate to, especially women, and any level of network marketing, I'm in awe of. I mean, I've just never seen anybody like him. He's figured it out. And I want you to figure out how to jump in the foxhole with him because he's worth your time. Next week, we've got Jeff Altberger's on here. He's done 
unbelievably well. He lives out in Tennessee in a crib and he's going to be fun. Yeah. He's a maniac. He's a maniac. And, uh, it will be a great show. So we want you to come back next week and see that anything before we get out of here, other than to go to contactmapping.com forward slash app. <laughs> That's perfect. And make sure go, go plug into one of these masterminds with Rob. He's doing something big and he's going to put you in around with people that are going to help you level up. So Rob, as always, thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for having me guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Stay with us. Don't turn us off yet. We're still on Facebook. Rob, you are one of a kind and we love you and you've got such a great spirit about you and you're adorable and just a good man. And thank you for being you. And now you can cuss because we're off the air. <laughs> well, you know, I always appreciate both of you guys. You guys are always asking a million questions. What can I do? What can I do? How can I help? How can I help? And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. This profession is uh, not what I expected. <laughs> I came, I, I came for the money to be honest. And, that's what I wanted. And I got the money, but I got a ton more out of it. So it's, it's been a lot of fun creating those, those friendships and connections. And we should have talked about this in the show because you have done a pivot over the last six months of epic proportion concerning your personal time and being able to make the kind of money or more that you're making now and still be the tennis coach, the unbelievable father, the incredible husband, the world traveling man and not let any of your other, I mean, it's unbelievable. You just, you, you know, there's a, there's a video out there by a guy named Frank Kern and yeah. I, I watched it many years ago and they wanted me to watch it in order to learn all kinds of internet stuff, but about 10 minutes of it in the very middle of it, he talked about inventing your perfect day, your perfect day, and learning how to live your perfect day every day for the rest of your life. And I did that. And I haven't seen many people do it, but Rob Sperry did. And I'm very, very proud of you for that. And it's worked for you, hasn't it? Yeah, my goal this year was to double my income working 25 hours a week. And I'll give you the good and the bad. I'm not going to double my income this year, but I will. It depends where I end, but I'll probably end up making 60% more this year. And I'm only working 25 hours a week. And I just felt like I teach it, preach it, but then it, I, when is enough enough? And I felt like I was getting so caught up in keeping score was how much I was making, which is not who I am. And I thought my whole purpose of doing it was creating those memories with my family and kids and wife and friends and service and support. And so that's why I started coaching my kids tennis because I could help serve um, them, but also the community there. And it's been really cool. It's, it's helped me to think very differently. Uh, to be honest, it was very hard <laughs> to work only 25 hours a week. And I know that sounds weird. And some of you are like, no, it doesn't. And I get it. Uh, but it's been extremely, extremely rewarding. And I've really focused on that concept of, of leverage, 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 leverage. And you have it. Okay. So somebody just texted, can you prove your six one? Cause you, they all think you're like five, five. I mean, how do we prove this, right? I mean, this is he's standing on a box. I said he's yeah. I mean, okay, he's he's six one. There you go. That's all. I, that's that's one request. That's what they wanted to know, and they love your dorkiness. And don't ever, you know, that whole sophisticated vibe that everybody thinks they want. Look how well you've done with your dorkiness. Look how well Frazier's done with his dorkiness. Look how well he's done with his dorkiness. And so I'm going to give up this sophisticated vibe of mine. That's good. We've, uh, About we've time. Been... Start doing lives in the bathtub, man. 
All right. Oh, yeah, the bathtub would be good. All right, you guys. Everybody, we're out of here. We love Rob Sperry. Please go to his website. Thank you. Bye-bye, Robbie. Thank you. Bye-bye.